T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Do not adjust your speakers, ladies and gentlemen. The dogs are up 45 to 7 and just got the ball back. Man, when you punt up or down 45 to 7, I should say, that is not exactly where you want to be with about a quarter and a half left to play in the national championship game. Chris Thomas in for John Chuckery tonight. Let's switch gears as we're going to talk some NFL with one of the best in the biz. Russell Baxter, you can read him on Fansided and many other places. Check him out on Twitter. Russell, thanks for a couple minutes this evening. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, doing great. Uh, I want to start here in Atlanta before we branch out to the rest of the league. Um, Did you see enough from Desmond Ritter's four starts where you think the Falcons could be comfortable with him being their starting quarterback next season? Well, yes, and it, again, it's a small sample size, um, and, and I don't think it was unexpected that he eventually is going to wind up in the starting lineup. Um, I, I thought it might be even a little sooner. Uh, you know, Marcus Mariota is, uh, you know, talented, but uh, injuries have plagued his career inconsistency as well. That's why he's kind of – remember, the guy was the second overall pick in the draft back in 2015, um, but, you know – right behind Jameis Winston, who also barely played this year as well, coincidentally. Um, you know, I, I, I think about these rookie quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett comes to mind as well, and, and you watch how they evolve. Uh, you know, Pickett wound up starting a lot longer than Ritter did, is, but the bottom line is these guys don't get the same reps um, as the starters do, and it, it, sometimes it takes them a little while and uh, you know, I, I I liked what I saw from both of the both of these young men, and so on. So, yes, and you know, there was something about the Falcons this year. It's it's a shame that they kind of faded uh, down the stretch, Chris. Um, but there was a physicality to Atlanta, especially early in the season. Uh, I think that surprised a lot of people. I go back to the middle of the year when they really pounded the San Francisco 49ers. Um, you know, their running game. Um, you know, the running game kind of revived around the entire league this year. There was a big revival of that. We saw, you know, a lot more at the ground attack, and some of it had to do with quarterbacks as well. But to answer your question, yes, I think that Desmond Ritter uh, did show enough, and uh, and hopefully they can build around him. Now, going around the league with you here, we're going to pop around all over the place. We'll start in Green Bay. Uh, Russell Aaron Rodgers doing his best Brett Favre impression. Am I going to retire? Am I not? Am I going to go to another team? Am I not? 
there's no way with the cap implications that Rodgers is doing anything but starting for the Packers next season, right? Yeah, I, I'd be highly surprised for a lot of different reasons. You know, Aaron has been, you know, kind of going through, you know, what Brett went through, um, you know, at the end of his career. But Brett, it seemed like it took a little longer, and and, and it was kind of geared in, in kind of a different direction, whereas uh, it was almost like a year-by-year year thing. Am I going to play? Am I not going to play? You know, Brett has – I'm seeing Aaron hasn't been to that degree – as well, but you know, obviously the, the last three seasons um, have ended, uh, or I should say, last four seasons have ended disappointingly. Uh, uh, blown out in San Francisco in the NFC title game, and then you know, home play loss, uh, home playoff losses to the the Bucks and 49ers, and of course this year they didn't even make the playoffs. Um, so we we we, sh- we shall see. Um, this is a never say never league. Um, as evident by the playoff field this year, seven new teams from a year ago, second year in a row, we get that. Um, and uh, stra- strangely enough, the four teams that finished in last place in 2021 are going to the playoffs this year. Well, that is certainly a positive sign for the Falcons, who do wind up with the last place, but they can take advantage yeah. of that fourth-place schedule next year with $70 million in cap space. We're chatting all things NFL with Russell Baxter here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris Thomas in for John Chuckery. You mentioned teams that made the playoffs. All right, so in the wake of the DeMar Hamlin situation, the NFL releases its revamped schedule for playoff scenarios. Do you like the way everything was handled? We avoided a coin flip scenario for now, but are you okay with the way the league went about that? Yes, I you know, listen, it's unprecedented. Uh, circumstances. Obviously, we had uh, you go back to the early 70s where there was a, a death on the field, and so unfortunately, we didn't in, in, deal with that. And I know some people were, you know, a little miffed that, um, you know, the game never got played. But, uh, you know, these are different times from 50 years ago as well. So I, I think the league, um, you know, the league dealt with COVID a couple of years ago, and, and you know, with, and, and some people weren't. It, it, Here's the bottom line, Chris. No matter what you did, someone was going to be unhappy. And, uh, you know, it, it, the pieces fell in place. And, um, you know, we have quite a playoff. You know, it's it's really fascinating. You think about the six matchups we have uh, this weekend. Um, all these teams played each other during the regular season, obviously because we have divisional matchups. Um, as well, but it's 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 a bunch of rematches. And, you know, Jacksonville went out and pounded the Chargers out in Los Angeles earlier in the year. We saw Minnesota and the Giants come down uh, to a 61-yard field goal. Uh, you know, we have the divisional rematches with Seattle and San Francisco and Baltimore and Cincinnati and uh, Buffalo and Miami and so on. So uh, you know, it all play, it all played out pretty well. And uh, once again, we had. Uh, the season come down to an overtime game, uh, you know, with the Seahawks and the Rams and, you know, the, the Packers getting upset at things. So I don't know how they managed to do it, but uh, they always seem to capture that drama. Yeah. And one of those teams you mentioned, the Jaguars, it's pretty crazy. Their turnaround from this time a year ago, the development of Trevor Lawrence, now that he has a real head coach in there and Doug Peterson, do you think it's that simple? It was get get a guy in here who's not concerned with off the field matters and 
Trevor Lawrence is now going to shine as a star in this league for years to come? Well, yeah, listen, Doug Peterson, uh, I think it's forgotten sometimes the job he did in Philadelphia. Um, you know, he went in there in 2016. Eagles finished last, 7-9. and nine. Um, A year later, won the Super Bowl, won the whole thing. Talk about last place teams. Uh, so, uh, and they were a playoff team the following two years. And, you know, with Nick Foles and uh, with Carson Wentz and, you know, Jacksonville is kind of built in a similar way. And here's what's here's what really wins in this league. It's, uh, it's not to diminish what the quarterback means and so on, but uh, you, you need to be solid in the trenches, both in the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, you know, Philly has not played as well as of late, um, little turnover issues and stuff like that. But for the most part, uh, their balance offensively and defensively was the key. Look at San Francisco. You know, offensively power, defensively, uh, you know, best defense in the league and so on. Um, and I think you saw more with that with Jacksonville as well. Remember uh, what they have done uh, in the draft uh, in the last couple of years and so on. I, but I think also almost under the radar um, is what, what Travis Etienne has done this year. Remember, remember he missed his entire rookie year. Him and Trevor Lawrence played at, at Clemson together. And you got to give the defense for Jacksonville just a little credit as well. Remember, pick six in overtime, uh, rallied to beat the Cowboys. And what was the deciding touchdown the other night, a Josh Allen fumble recovery? So today, uh, Black Monday, we didn't see a lot of movement, but we did see significant movement, Russell. Um, The Cardinals are very interesting. You give Kyler all the money. You would think that would be a semi-attractive place. I know they're kind of in disarray after the way this season went. And then the absolute dumpster fire, that is the Texans. But you do have a top two pick in the draft. So where do you see those franchises going? Uh, well, it'll be interesting, especially Houston, who is, you know, going through coaches. You know, it's, it, it's odd. Um, it wasn't that long ago that that, that team, um, and it's, it's almost uh, – you know, when Bill O'Brien was there, and even before then, that team won six division titles in a nine-year span, you know, with different regimes and so on. And now, you know, they have four wins, four wins, uh, you know, three wins. Um, it, 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 and here's one for you. The Texans won three games this year. They beat every one of the divisional opponents on the road. Huh. They won at Jacksonville, they won at Indy, and they won at Tennessee. So... Um, and 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 to also point out, even though we all you know we saw the changes in Arizona and Houston today, let's not forget that during the season three head coaches lost their jobs. Okay, so um, so it's actually we have basically five openings um, as we go into the off season. We saw some coordinators down as well. I mean, Houston Houston had some extra draft capital, which was not the case three or four years ago when they were making all the deals they, they made and so on. I personally was a little surprised that Lovey Smith did get fired because I thought one thing about the Texans this year is they were in a lot of games. Um, you know, they, they got smacked around on occasion, and this was a team that hustled. Now, they, they were horrendous to get the run, but uh, they were very opportunistic in terms of takeaways and so on, and that's kind of what, 
what kept him in games. But as you alluded to, I don't know what on earth is going on in Arizona. This was a team that, you know, a year ago, midway through the season, they were the only undefeated team in the league um, at 7-0. and And now they are, uh, you know, headed in, in an odd direction. You mentioned Kyler Murray, who's probably not going to play in next year until like no, November um, after the knee injury and so on. So I'm not sure where where they're headed. And of course, Steve Kime uh, stepped down for personal reasons today as well. So a team that everyone's been talking about, Russell, is the Minnesota Vikings. And they're fascinating mm-hmm. to me because they have a 13-4 and record. They clear the division by, I don't even know how many games. It was a handful to say the least. But people often think of them as a paper tiger because Kirk Cousins is not a proven playoff quarterback, and a lot of their wins were in very close games. I think their point differential on the season was minus three or somewhere in that neighborhood. Minus three. Yeah. So do you believe in them, or are you, are you with the majority of the fans out there who say, yeah, 13-4, and four, but they're not going very far? Well, the only, it's funny, the only difference between this year's Vikings and last year's Vikings, who, by the way, last year's Vikings were eight and nine. Do you know what their point differential was? Minus one. Wow. So, this has, it's a team that has a habit of playing in close games. In 2021, they lost most of them. This year, they won a lot of them. Um, and funny enough, their two biggest wins as far as lopsided scores came in the first game of the season against Green Bay. And then this last game of the season against Chicago, um, to me, their problems are less about Kirk Cousins and more about a defense. And who would thought, uh, you know, we'd ever be saying bad things about a Minnesota defense that seemingly has a lot of talent. Um, and they went out and hired Ed Donatel this year. And, uh, you know, they've been absolutely horrific. And that's why they are in these close games uh, that they are. So um, they have a very intriguing game with the with the Giants this week I would not be stunned at all if New York and that power football and Brian Dable and all that and and remember took a 61 yard field goal uh on the final play of the game for the Vikings to beat the Giants earlier this year so um I don't know if it's call them a paper champion um but defensively when you have the issues that they have especially uh against the run um, they're very vulnerable to any team. And we saw it most of the year. Again, give credit where credit's due, that they were able to pull out wins, and, and including the greatest comeback in NFL history, 33 down by the Colts. But that's not the kind of defense you want to be playing heading into the playoffs. Russell, last one. Uh, I was on the Hurts bandwagon for MVP until he got hurt. Uh, is it Mahomes' award to lose now? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, you look at the number where I think he finished with 41 touchdown passes, led the league in uh, passing yards and so on. Um, I will caution people, <laughs> these two statistical oddities, um, maybe just maybe Chiefs fans don't want uh, Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. Um, the last player to win MVP and the Super Bowl in the same year was Kurt Warner in 1999. And by the way, I'll also throw this one out for you. No players ever led the league in passing yards and season and won the Super Bowl the same year. Huh. That's 56 years. Okay. Wow. 
So basically, you're now, saying, listen, no Mahomes for we're in, a wacky, we're in a wacky time here where things can change. But, you know, that especially the one about the passing yards, because a, a lot of times you can pile up passing yards for a lot of different reasons. Uh, and the Chiefs, better on defense, but still vulnerable. All right, Russell, thanks so much for the time. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at BaxFootballGuru. We appreciate it. If you're uh, not watching already, you can turn your TVs off. 52-7, to the dogs are up. Thanks so much, Russell. You got it, sir. All right, so when we come back, Day-Day's got questions, not only about football, basketball, maybe even baseball, but how about life and entertainment as well? I challenged him. I said, Day-Day, I want you to come up with some wacky and zany questions for 10-15, 10-20 on a Monday night. Throw them at me. Whatever you got, I'll get them. It's coming up next. Chris Thomason for John Chuckery. And, yes, you heard that right. 52-7, to dogs. 90 seconds left in the third quarter. Sports Radio 99 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, folks, you can put it in the history books. As we enter the fourth quarter, Stetson Bennett, 18 of 25, 304 yards, four touchdowns. Stetson Bennett, three carries for 39 yards and two touchdowns. My goodness. The Dogs lead 52-7. to We are just underway in the fourth quarter. This is all but uh, some accounting at this point, as they like to say. We'll wrap up the stats, see if the dogs can take this thing up into the 60s or maybe even 70. Who knows if Kirby's going to call off his guys or not. Um, This has been an astounding game to watch. Georgia absolutely insert its dominance and uh, put its foot on the proverbial throat of TCU, and they never, never, never let up. Uh, This will be remembered as a great dynasty. Kirby Smart, you can start building the statue. Stetson, maybe he'll get his shot at the NFL. Maybe the dream isn't over for the mailman. Who knows? Maybe we'll find him on a practice squad or even an active roster next season. He has certainly shown out tonight. Uh, 
this has been a remarkable game to watch, as I said. And after the game, as soon as the last down is over, Dylan Matthews, Oren Romaine, 404-741-0929. Write that number down if it's not on your phone already. They are taking your calls about these dogs. But on this show, right now, the John Chuckery Show, with Chris Thomas filling in, Day Day, we got some more work to do. Yes, sir. And you got some more questions. I got some more for you, bro. You got some more questions for me that I got to answer. And this time, we're not just going all sports. See, I gave you the I gave you the warm up pitch earlier right. in the show. I tossed in a nice little softball for you. You shot me a couple Falcons questions. We went back and forth. Now here's the true test. I said, give me six questions. So give me four sports, so we get our sports in, of course. Yep. And then give me two wild card questions. They could be about anything: relationship advice, movies, music. What I had for breakfast. So let's see what you got. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll we'll mix it up. We won't we won't just go bang you know one category and then the other. We'll mix it up. So today is National Apricot Day. Do you like apricots, first of all? You say apricot, and yeah. I go apricot. Okay, apricot, apricot, you know. All right, well, there's, <laughs> our, fir- there's, a, there's, our, first di- there's our first difference right there, because I'm, I'm an apricot kind of guy. <laughs> but uh, what is your fruit or fruits of choice? So I'm a big banana guy. Okay. And that's going to be clipped and played on this radio station. <laughs> I realized that after I after it already uh, yeah. Left the pipes there. Um, man, I walked right into that one. Uh, no, I love. it's weird because not only is banana my favorite fruit, I like all banana-flavored things. Okay, so which banana is controversial. Yeah, Laffy Taffy, give okay. me the banana one all day long. Yeah. And even banana ice cream. Okay. Don't knock it until you try No, no, it. I used to love banana yeah. ice cream. You yep. put a little Cool Whip on that. You put some walnuts in there. Oh, man, now yeah. we're talking. Hey, okay. I'm, I might have to, you know, I'm doing this whole diet thing for 2023, but you, you know, get my, a cheat, you, you, get, you get cheat days. Yeah, man. a little little reward myself. Yep. Get home at midnight tonight. <laughs> little, little, just a little scoop, just a little something, something for a nightcap. All right, here we go. Uh, with this win tonight, because they're going to win, does Georgia cement themselves in the expectation to win it all conversations now? Yeah. I mean, they have to, right? I mean, how how could they not? Um, I mean, obviously, Alabama is going to be in the mix every year. You'll get your Clemson runs. You'll get your LSU runs. But uh, with the display they put on tonight, you're telling me if you're a four- or five-star recruit, that's not where you want to go? I mean, they're making it look easy. I mean, Kirby can basically, you would think, walk around the country or fly around in the Kirby copter, I should say. <laughs> and basically pick his poison or the guys that he wants to come play for him. So if these two years don't cement his legacy as one of the best recruiters, coaches, and program builders in the country, I mean, there's nothing that you could show me that would. You don't believe that right now. Georgia is – if they win one more in the next five years and Alabama doesn't, Mm -hmm. they'll become the new standard. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Let's kind of stick with Georgia a little bit here. Uh, with his performance tonight, you just you just touched on it. Stetson Bennett, six TDs, four passing, two rushing, three hundred four yards in the air, eighteen for twenty five. Um, can he creep into the first three rounds of the draft? No, no, 
No. Now, now you've gone too far. You don't think so? Now you've gone too far. Three, see, we, first three rounds? Yeah, see, we, we talked about this no. on the morning show uh, the other week. Um, I think everybody's predicting him to be a sixth or seventh rounder. I think he goes higher than sixth or seventh based on this performance. And I, that, well, that's what I said. I said if he had a good performance, I think he can go higher than sixth or seventh. I think he can go as high as three. Day day. You think that's a stretch? He's not gonna get drafted, my friend. What? No, come on. He's got. He's gonna get. I a don't. Look. I still don't think he's gonna get drafted. We've seen all-time great quarterbacks in college, which he is now one of. By the yeah. way, you cannot say he is not. Um. No, I mean, I I don't see it in the pro level. I think he may find a role for himself on a team in the NFL. Because um, he's a good athlete, he's a smart player, he, he might be able to help a team, but I think at the – and I hate to say because we're in the middle of coordinating him right now, and I'm talking about <laughs> right. how I still don't think he has a realistic shot to be an NFL quarterback. But as I said earlier, you're always going to get 100% honesty from me when I'm on the air. So, um, you know what? Take him in the sixth round. Why not? Take a, <laughs> take a flyer on him. You know what? Who knows? If Tom Brady can do it, so can Stetson. Why not? There you go. There you go. All right. Um, I know it's kind of it's, it's sports, but kind of not sports, but it is. Um, best place, because this is a big game, and obviously tonight we're watching the big game here, but if you were off tonight uh, with the boys, with the girl, whatever, best place to watch a big game. Home, sports bar. Or like they're doing in Athens tonight at a theater. You know what's really funny that you mentioned that last part? It was the year that Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Okay. So three, four years ago, mm-hmm. I watched the Super Bowl in a movie theater. Okay. It was a very interesting experience. Okay. It was me and three of my buddies. And my buddy uh, lived in Brooklyn, New York at the time. And I was living in New Jersey. So I uh, took the train in. And we went to the theater, and it was kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. We got the reclining seats. Okay. There were uh, waiters and waitresses that came around with food and drink orders. I was going to say, now, were the drinks, was it more than just your sodas and juices? Were yeah, there they, libations? Had al- they had alcohol. Okay. Um, and they would come around every, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, see if you wanted anything, refresh your drinks, get you more food. They even had, like, a curated... Uh, Menu special menu if you wanted to eat like actual food as opposed to, you know, just the drips and the drabs of the popcorn and the, you know, chicken fingers and stuff like that. And it was really cool. Would okay. I do it again? Probably not. But it was a cool one-off experience. But to answer your original question, um, I like being at a home with the friends and family around. Okay. Um, you know, so you could be loud. You could curse. You can. You know, get as drunk as you want. You could maybe place a friendly wager with your friends and family. That's my ideal scene. I think sports bars are overrated because they're way too crowded, first of all. Gotcha. And they're too expensive. And to be actually at the game, mm-hmm. unless it was my team, like for those who don't know, who haven't heard me before, I'm a long-suffering, lifelong Jets fan. So if the Jets ever make it to the Super Bowl, I don't care where it is or how much it costs. You're I'm there. going to the damn game. Okay. And then I will cheer like a fan. But other than that, give me my f- close friends and family in the living room or in the basement, home cooking, some snacks, some beers, and I'm good to go. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, we'll close out with two Falcons-related ones. First ones, uh, did the Falcons show you enough this season to make you believe 
that they can be a contender next season. Oh, absolutely. And as we said earlier in the show, they damn well better be. Otherwise, <laughs> I think we're going to have some serious problems in Falconland. $70 million in cap space and the number eight overall pick. Mm-hmm. Terry, you're on the <laughs> clock, my guy. You better make this work. I know we have a lot of holes to fill. Offensive line, defensive line, secondary. You need a backup cornerback. There's a lot that we need. But with the amount of cap space that we have and the progress that we've made in the Arthur Smith era, we better be we better be talking about something a whole if it's me and you a year from now, Day Day on the air. We went, we better be breaking down film of the opposition for the Falcons in wildcard weekend. Otherwise, we got ourselves a serious problem. <laughs> All right, here we go. Last one. The announcement of Dean Pease retiring. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to check out the landscape, but off top of your mind, if not, who would be somebody you'd want them to go after for the next DC? See, it's tough because when I was thinking about this earlier, by the way, the dogs are about to score again. My goodness. And I think they just did. Yep. Wow. I mean, this is one This is one for the ages. Um, when I was looking at the available people out there, there's a lot of the guys. Like, for me, I would love to go steal a D'Amico Ryans mm-hmm. from the 49ers. Right. Like, or a guy like that. But they're going to get head coaching Yeah, I was about to say, he's going to get a head coach on, so, yeah. So I don't know if there's a guy – like, the guy that is probably out there is somebody that not even us diehard football fans – probably aren't that aware of because it's a guy who's been in a system for a long time, uh, has worked his way up, and is sniffing around a defensive coordinator spot somewhere in another organization that Terry and Arthur are going to have to go snipe out and say, hey, why don't you come here and be our D.C.? Because I think the top you know, two or three guys that are D.C. somewhere are going to get head coaching jobs, unfortunately. Okay, I was going to say, well, let's let's add a, a kind of a, a B to this question, a B part to this question. You think there's anybody on the collegiate level that could come in and make magic with this defense? That's a good question. Uh, man, again, I think it almost sort of applies to the same principle. Mm-hmm. I think if there's a great defensive guy out there, they're probably either going to want to move up to a higher – like if I'm, if I'm – let's say I'm the D.C. at – Mississippi State. Right. And let's say for some reason Alabama fires their defensive coordinator this offseason. Would I rather go to Alabama Mm -hmm. where then I can get a prestigious head coaching job potentially next, or do I take a D.C. or an assistant D.C. job in the NFL where I may be getting to the back of the deli line and I'm going to have to wait my turn? So that's why it's tough to name one guy off the top of my head and not – and I thought about this before the show, and I was like, you know, Dede may ask me, who do I think is going to replace Dean Pease? And my honest answer, guys, is I just, I just don't know right now. Right. In the coming weeks and days, we'll see our D-leads of the world start speculating on guys that they might be interested in interviewing. But until then, I'd just be giving you spouting something off the top, and that's, that's not what we do here, Dede. Right. Straight facts. Right. Yep. That's all we give on this show. All um, right, great job. Coming up next... We're getting close to wrapping this puppy up. We're uh, approaching the halfway mark of the fourth quarter, and again, Georgia somehow finds its way into the end zone. Stetson Bennett has been pulled from the game. Uh, Certainly not for poor performance. He's just rested his shoulder for the rest of the night. Carson Beck is in at quarterback as Georgia will play out the string here and collect their second consecutive national title. 
Oren Romain and Dylan Matthews coming your way as soon as the final snap is done to take your phone calls at 404 7410929. We will chat with those guys before they come on the air to help them set the scene of what they'll be doing for the rest of the night here on Sports Radio 929 the game. But when we get back, did I see enough? And yes, I saw it in person. I'll explain when we get back. Chris Thomas in for John Chuckery, Sports Radio 929 the game. As I just tweeted out at C. Thomas Radio, you can find me on Twitter. Start building Kirby's statue. Get Stetson ready for the combine. We have ourselves a true college football dynasty. It is Chris Thomas in for the John Chuckery Show right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game as we sit now 59-7 to with just under eight minutes left to play. So this is how we're going to wrap things up here. In about five minutes, we will welcome in our friends, Oren Romaine and Dylan Matthews into the studio, and they will set us up for what is going to be a very, very fun rest of the evening here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Write the number down. You should have it in your phone, but I'm being generous in case you don't. Get it now, 404 741 0929. That is the number to call in. That is also the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. And they will be talking to Dogs fans, a.k.a. you, until the wee hours of the morning. This is a night to celebrate. This is a night to take part in something that we may never see again for the rest of our lives. This is a true dynasty that is developed right in front of our eyes. You got to give credit to TCU. Hell of a season. Hell of a win over Michigan. But we saw tonight who is the best team, bar none, by far, in college football. This team showed time and time again, no matter how many times they get knocked down, they'll get back up again. And just by that, <laughs> I mean, Tay-Day, I mean... I can't even listen. You know, like I, you, I'm in the middle of my closing monologue here, right. and they score. They score again. And 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 it's funny because somebody just tweeted, "Leave it to Georgia to be classless and run the score up." Dude, there's like over half the quarter to play. What are they supposed to do? No. Just like they're not running up. They're no. just and playing as football. I said, as I just said, we may never see this again for the rest of our lives. So if they have the opportunity to score 100 in the next seven minutes and 23 <laughs> seconds, God bless them. You know right. what? Honestly, go dogs because we don't know. This This could be the first of five in a row 
or this could be the last one for 50 it, it, years. Exactly. You never know. So t- so relish this opportunity. I mean, frankly, I wish it wasn't in L.A. Could you imagine if it was here? Oh. Could you imagine if this was oh, Mercedes-Benz right now? I mean, that the roof would be blown off that place. Man, I mean, listen. It would be it would be something else. I'm exci- You know what I'm excited for? I'm excited to hear Brian Gebhardt tomorrow, who's covering the game for us out there in L.A., uh, talk about what the atmosphere was like. How how loud, because obviously I have the sound down here in the studio, how loud was that crowd when they took Stetson out to give him the ovation? How Even yeah. if it was 50-50 or 70-30 TCU fans, I don't know what the crowd is there. From what I heard, it looked like it was 50-50. But how loud were those dogs fans giving Stetson the time and the energy that he deserved after putting up He's going to be a college football Hall of Famer, folks. He's going to go down as the best quarterback in Georgia history. He's going to get a shot at the NFL now. And there's nothing anyone can do or say to take away from him all of his accomplishments at Georgia. Nothing. He has cemented his legacy. He put on an all-time virtuoso performance tonight that has, I mean, as you hear us talking about it, there's just what, what can you say other than, this has been something that will go down as one of the great performances in college and football history. Day Day, what more yeah. can you say? I mean, uh, he's going to get. I guarantee you, he will get a Stetson Bennett Day in Athens. I guarantee you, they will give him that proclamation. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, key to the city. I mean, whatever, whatever. Yeah, he wants. whatever never, he wants. He'll never pay for a meal. He'll never pay for a car. The minute never, he calls and says he wants a job, that's, well, <laughs> I don't. He probably won't need a job after right. this. I mean, if he wants to be the, if if he says, hey, you know what, I want to be the quarterbacks coach for UGA next season. I think they're shoving aside <laughs> right. whatever poor soul is in that role right now. I mean, you just you just don't see the, and th- this is why sports are so amazing, right? You, you don't see this. I mean, yeah. to juxtapose it, you know, a week ago tonight, look what happened with DeMar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. You have the low, the absolute low point right. in sports. And tonight, we have a high point. We yeah. have the absolute, especially for this area, for this city, for this state, you have an absolute high point that, again, you just you just don't know if you'll ever see again in your lifetime. So take it in, no matter where. This is a remember where you were type of night. Remember that national championship mm-hmm. in 2023 when Georgia came out and hung up a 60 spot and Stetson Bennett, Stetson freaking Bennett, the mailman, six <laughs> touchdowns accounted for. Yep. I mean, Randy Mack always likes to say, and he said it before with Chris Goforth when they were on the air before the game started, how many damn it Stetson moments was he going to have tonight? And they set the over under at one and a half, I believe. There were none. None. He played an absolutely amazing game tonight. And, and credit to the to the to the dogs' defense because I mean they basically, especially in the first half, they positioned him to where he could do no wrong with the uh, short fields that they kept giving him. So, I mean, this it's it's wonderful to see, um, you know, Athens and Georgia in general just be able to have this moment again. Because, like you said, you never know. I mean, the fact that they had to wait so long. For the first one last year, you know, for the first one in a long time last year, and then to come right back after sending 15 guys to the league and people questioned whether or not the defense could handle, you know, the pressure of living up to last season. I mean, and then they come out and they dominate in the national championship game. 
You know what? I bet you if you ask Georgia fans now, they would take these two national championships over all the ones that Nick Saban won. Yeah. These are ours. Yeah. These are theirs. I shouldn't even say ours because I'm a transplant. I've only hey, how, long, how long have you been here? I've been here for two years now. Okay, you're official. All right, and I thank you for donning that. Are you? Are you a? Are <laughs> I'm you? actually a transplant, but I've been okay. here since '92. Okay, so, so I, I understand what you mean because a lot of times people will say, "Well, where are you from?" And I'll say, "Well, originally California and or Connecticut, and then I lived in California." And I'll say, "Well, how long have you been here?" And I'm like, "Dude, you're from here." And I'm like, "Well." It's kind of disrespectful to people that are actually born and raised here. Right, you know? like growing up, you know, growing up if, with the lean years in between, you know, the Dooley title and Kirby's first title. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to disrespect all you guys out there. Exactly. You, the men and women who rode with the dogs day in and day out. I don't exactly. want to come in here as the new guy to 929 <laughs> the game and just start claiming <laughs> national championships and claiming titles. But I will say it's funny. I got here at the end of 2020, and then since I've been here – Saw the Braves win a World Series, mm-hmm. and the Dogs win not one mm-hmm. but two national titles. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been blessed and highly favored, as they like to yeah, say. Yeah, you've seen some uh, since some, I've been some here. Good Atlanta sports and, stuff. And then yeah. I hear, you know, I get to hear Mike Bell and Carl Dukes every day talk about, you know, the Atlanta Falcons haven't made the playoffs in six years, and the Braves didn't win a World Series since 1995. I'm like, man, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've been <laughs> I've been here, and all I've seen these teams do is is win games, man. I mean, <laughs> right. I, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I've been here, and and I've just been watching teams reach the absolute apex and reach reach the top of the mountain and it's it's been a wonderful experience my time in Atlanta here so far. So now now the question remains, I mean do you want it do you automatically go to more 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 or do you take do you take these two and you say man, I'm going to sit on these for a while. Because like we talked about earlier in the show, they're not going anywhere. The, the, the farm is fully stocked, ladies and gentlemen. They are ready to retool, replenish, and refresh. And they're going to have, I mean, I don't know if it'll be just as good as the teams the last two years, but, you know, Kirby's Kirby's built a machine now. So th- there's a difference between enjoying the moment and getting greedy. And you don't want to get greedy. You don't want to expect to be in this position every year. But you can certainly say, hey, we're in a position to be in this spot every year now. We have the tools. We have the players. We have the resources. We have the right coach. We have a culture in place now. Like I said earlier, Kirby can just take the helicopter and go, where are we going today, folks? Let's go to California and pluck ourselves the top quarterback. Or let's go to you know Oregon and take one of those lightning-fast running backs that they always have. Or you know, let's go up, let's go up the coast to New York and New Jersey and get the best defensive end out of uh, you know one of my old schools up there, Paramus Catholic, that produced guys that are now playing on the Green Bay Packers and 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 things of that nature. Kirby Kirby has built himself, I mean, if not a if not a countrywide brand, a worldwide brand. I mean, when you think of the top, if you're in Alabama, if you're a Georgia, if you're a Clemson, you're recognizable anywhere. If you're, you know, the Yankees, if you're the Lakers, if if you're one of those dynasties in sports, which Georgia now is officially, well, they will be in five minutes and three seconds from now. You can you can walk into almost any place, not only in the United States, but because sports are global, almost any place on the planet, and you you could see a Georgia hat. You could be in you could be in China right now and see people representing the dogs, which is the power 
of what Kirby has built for this program. And that's that's not hyperbole. There's only been so many programs in the history of college football that have been able to pull off what Kirby is pulling off tonight. And that's saying something. You can go back to the Nebraskas of the 90s or Notre Dame way back in the day. This is what Kirby's building here, guys, and we're witnessing it in real time. When you say, yeah, we won two, this is great. But you have to think about the bigger picture now. Now you have to think all-time great. Now you have to think, I'm going to do this at a level that potentially has never been done before. Kirby, I believe he's 47 years old. He's got a long time to be coaching, folks. And this is where he wants to be. This is the brand he wants to continue to build nationally, globally. This is exactly where he wants to be. So you think Saban's record's out of reach? I'm here to tell you, no, it's not. Why not? Why not? Why not dream that big? A night like tonight where you're about to win 65-7 to if they don't score again allows you to dream that big. And with that, I'm going to have the pleasure of opening up the phone lines for you. Because at the top of the hour, Dylan Matthews and Oren Romain will take the airwaves and they will be taking your calls. Georgia fans, it's your time to shine. Let us know where you were. Let us know what you were drinking. Let us know what you were thinking and everything in between, 404-741-0929. The phone lines will officially go open at the top of the hour, and Dylan and Oren will take you the rest of the way. A big shout-out to Day-Day. Thank you so much. Great job tonight. My guests, Caleb Johnson, Joe Patrick, and Russell Baxter. I am Chris Thomas, and this has been the John Chuckery Show. Go dogs! your two-time national collegiate football champions. Enjoy it, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.